0: Good evening, everyone. This is Donna's podcast. This begins another day for another day's journey. The topic for today will be part two on prayer. The title of the message today will be, Do You Have the Right Model? It's taken from the scripture text, Matthew 6, verses 6 through 13. Again, Christians have two lifelines. One is prayer and the other is the Word of God. Prayer is the way we communicate with the Father. The Word of God is the way we correctly and effectively communicate with the Father. Jesus teaches us two principles in this passage. One is how we come into his presence with the attitude of prayer. The other is a guideline on how to formulate a prayer of petition. In verses 6 through 8, Jesus explains to us how we should prepare ourselves to approach the Father, and this is what he says. He says, But when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in a secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they will be heard by many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. Having an attitude of prayer means finding a secluded place where you can be alone without a lot of noise, a place where God can be the center of your attention. Jesus tells us in verse 6 to go into our room, close the door, and then pray. He tells us in verse 7 not to be so talkative and repetitive. He says the Father knows what you need before you even ask. The King James Version calls it vain repetitions. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 2 puts it this way, Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth, so let your words be few. There are times when we should go before the Lord and just sit in His presence and wait for Him to give us what to pray. Think about coming home from a long day at work. Rarely do we rush in the house and go right to the next thing. Usually we come in, we take a bath or a shower, we sit down for a minute, relax, and then move on to the next thing. This same attitude should apply When we're preparing to come into God's presence, we shouldn't come before the Lord with our laundry lists of petitions and then get up and leave. We should come into our quiet place, settle our mind, focus on him and his goodness, and then begin to pray. Beginning with Matthew's chapter six, verse nine, Jesus tells his disciples, this is how you should pray. The first element of prayer is an acknowledgment and a reverence of him by way of worship. Begins by saying, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We have now come before his presence, and the first thing we are to do is to acknowledge his greatness and, most importantly, his holiness. Here is what the word of God declares in Revelations chapter 4. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. The next element speaks to the desire for God's kingdom. It says, Thy kingdom come. We are to always anticipate his future kingdom to come. The present kingdom that we know as a child of God is living in His will and in His purpose. It is our responsibility to share the good news of the present and future kingdom with others. We are very much participants in this present kingdom. The next element speaks to the accomplishment of God's will. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. The Father has a plan and a purpose that he established in heaven long before us. Yet, he wants his will to be accomplished today on earth as it is being accomplished in heaven, fully and willingly through his people. There is a passage in Matthew chapter 18, verse 18, that tells us that whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven or already has been. And whatever we loose on earth will be, or already has been, loosed in heaven. So when we're praying for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, we're praying that his will also be done through us. This element of prayer is a petition of our daily sustenance, and that is, give us this day our daily bread. We're simply praying for the necessities of life, simply our daily provisions the next request is regarding our spiritual needs and it says this and forgive us our trespasses or our debts as we forgive those who trespass against us we're asking the lord to forgive us of our many offenses and to help us to forgive those who have offended us an example of this is found in matthews chapter 18. peter asked jesus how many times Should he forgive his brother? Jesus' response was 70 times 7. Jesus gives us a detailed answer by way of a parable. He talks about a servant who owed a great debt and couldn't pay it. That servant's master ordered his whole family to be sold to repay the debt. But the servant begged for his master's patience and mercy was granted him. On the other hand, when that same servant found one of his peers who owed him money, he showed him no mercy. When their master found out about it, he called him a wicked servant, and he turned him over to be tortured until his debt was paid. Jesus concludes by saying, This is how my heavenly Father will treat each one of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. It's easy to say, I forgive you. It's another matter altogether when you forgive from the heart. The next element of prayer speaks to our spiritual needs. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil or the evil one. This prayer is referring to many temptations that we face on a daily basis. The temptation to lie, the temptation to steal, to falsely accuse and gossip, as well as other things. There is always a temptation to sin. We must constantly ask the Lord to help us to stand against the devil and say no to sin. Jesus told Peter that Satan desires to have you, but I have prayed that your faith fails not. 1 Peter 5 and 8 tells us to be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour Resist him, the word says, standing firm in the faith, and the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. So it behooves us to ask the Lord to deliver us from the evil one. Then we have the next element, which says, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen it is only fitting and proper for us to end our prayers by thanking and praising God for who he is and for all that he has done for us and for all that he's going to do through us as you can see broken into parts this model prayer is not necessarily a prayer that we pray verbatim it's a prayer with the elements we need to show us what our prayers should include we should acknowledge his presence Pray for his kingdom to come, and pray that his will be accomplished in earth as well as in our lives, just as he planned and foreordained it in heaven. We should ask and thank him for our daily provisions, and to forgive us of our many sins, and to help us to forgive others when they offend us our prayers should consist of asking god to help us to say no to the temptation to sin so that we won't be found continually sinning against him we should be asking him to deliver us from the attacks of the devil and to help us live victorious lives always in closing we should thank him and praise him for being who he is and for all that he's doing not only in our lives but for all that he's doing because his presence Is indeed in the earth st. Matthew's chapter 6 gives us a model for our personal prayer time it shows us how to petition God to help us and to seek him for our daily provisions well this concludes the message for today thank you for listening and stay tuned God's got a message just for you